Uh, welcome to the review. My name is Kevin. I'm Matthew. I'm Lauren. I'm Tristan. I'm Remy. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about chapters three through five of Kierakas' The Selection. idea of the music I in their no minds, and it's great. Well. To be honest, I don't remember it either. <laughs> to me, it just goes to like a tap number. Oh, we should like, add that in. Like, like a 64-bit <laughs> tap number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine uh, when I think about it. All right, um, so let's just start off by talking a little bit more about ourselves, because we really didn't do that last time, and Lauren wasn't even here, so um, welcome to the party, Lauren. Um, remember to speak out the mics when Mel Yeah. Um, so... I guess we'll just start by kind of talking about how we came to the series and how we're reading the series. Um, so my name's Kevin, and I'm rereading the series. This is my third time rereading it, um, but this time I'm focusing on specifically the social class and power struggle that goes on throughout the, the five books, um, looking at who has the power, what's giving it to them, uh, and exactly what that power grants them, because um, there is a lot of power getting handed off back and forth between characters and i really get lost in that so i'm gonna try to focus down on that matthew how are you reading it uh so i'm a binge reader in the sense of when i'm stressed i'll just read a ton to ignore whatever real life problems going on uh so i read every book the first three books um in a night and now i'm finally like going back and actually reading it and i realized i missed about half of all the content there uh so that, that's been interesting um and then I'm really looking to set characters because I think they're way more interesting uh, than everything else. But that's just a personal preference. Um, well, I am reading this for the first time, and I'm reading it on a illegal PDF. That's how I'm reading it. <laughs> so literal. <laughs> how are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just reading it for fun to see what the hype is about. Yeah, so I'm reading it for the first time, and however... The book naturally speaks to me, but I'm beginning to worry that it's a mute book. Oof. Were you expecting an audiobook? No, that's just a way of saying it's crummy. Oh. We have a divided house. <laughs> Cannot um, stand. So I'm reading the book also for the first time, so mainly for like the plot, but for some reason I keep getting drawn into these like the the revolution story the like little tidbits they're giving me about this big revolution that happened however many years ago and i'm like clenching onto those and i hear they're like it's, it's coming later in a later book but that's really what i'm what my mind is focusing on for the most part actually to be honest that's part's like pretty interesting that's the part i'm most interested in is the backstory instead of the front story the front story <laughs> i will say the backstory is very continuous and i like that um, in a lot of books, it's very choppy, but this one, the hints she drops are very consistent. I'm Sarah. I'm reading this book for, I think, the third time, maybe fourth time. Um, I love The Bachelor, the TV show, and this book is basically The Bachelor with princesses, so my two favorite things. So, yeah. I'm excited for The Bachelor part. Is this yeah. If this prince doesn't, like, jump a fence... 
I wonder if he's a virgin. He'll probably tell me 30 times. That's yep. true. That kind of Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, Tristan's figured it out. We may as well just wrap it up here. It's more the prediction than the review. Yeah. The prediction. All right. Um, let's just jump in with our synopses. Okay, so America Singer's mom offers her money for her to go into the selection. She had already decided to go in, so it wasn't a big deal. She applies. She goes to the selection, like, the group. Oh, there's a lot of people done up. You learn that it's not actually, like, random. They pick because people are pretty and they want to have a pretty queen. And then after that, she comes home. Um, her and Aspen have, like, a little thing. And then they break up. And then she goes back. And then there's a big uh, a whole thing. And then she's selected. And okay. she's suspiciously happy about being selected. Dun, dun, dun. That was like I think right I yeah, that, that was well done. Good spacing. I was going through it in my head. Matthew, you want to go? Or? Uh, this is going to be a train wreck, but I'll, I'll be happy to. Basically, she gets into this thing with Aspen. He like wanted her to apply, so she wakes up the next morning with her mom like, Hey, I'll bribe you. Definitely takes it um, so she can start like having money of her own so she can get married with Aspen and be all happy. And then they go to the like post office thing, the, the town center, wherever they're sending this. And there's like a thousand Ten girls seconds. all in super big up makeup or they're like really poor and that's whatever. Um, she breaks up with Aspen. Well, Aspen breaks up with her and then she gets selected. Aha. We did miss that Aspen's mom said that he was seemed really uh, happy and seemed like he right. was going to propose to someone. Yes. That was a big plot point. We'll get into that. But that's okay. Because it was 30 seconds. And we did a good job. That, that was, was a lot last better than last week. Yeah, a lot, lot better, better A lot week. less screaming. All right, let's jump in to uh, the first topic on our agenda. The application process itself. Did anyone else get college entrance vibes? Because I did. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, on a college entrance, you don't put your height and weight, but... I felt more Wait. like job interview. Yeah? Yeah. yeah uh, I don't know what people are expecting. Did they really think it was random? When I, it's I definitely That's why I, I selection? Didn't. Yeah. If it was random, it'd be... The, the, the lottery. The, well, no, no. I feel like the selection is referring to the choice made at the end of the competition. Then why did they say they were selected? I was surprised when they made... They were like, oh, it's a big deal. What? It's not random? I was like, yeah, that was... Was it not supposed to be? Like, yeah, I was like... You would think she would be smarter once she started filling it up. She's like, oh, I guess it was weird. They wanted to know how many languages I could speak. To be fair, though, throughout the previous chapters... It's a little later, too. Yeah, but throughout the previous chapters, the only thing we've been told is that it is a random process. And would you not want a packet for the randomly selected woman who you're supposed to be dating that's kind of like a cheat sheet? That's true. It is one of those but things where it's like... They that's how I took it. her... You're like, she's a four from wherever, and she speaks Portuguese and Dutch and English. So that she's if, and, if and when they're selected, the prince would have that and be like, oh yeah, you were the four from Carolina, that yeah. you're they the musician. It's like, like in Shrek. You're the one that loves mm -hmm. long walks on the beach. I remember you, yeah. <laughs> they do the things one. that are the specific to the, to the people, so they have to know like information about them. Yeah. So while she's filling out the form, America has some choice words that I didn't know what to think about. Um, specifically, she said, like, by filling out this form, I'm winning the approval of my family, making Aspen happy, and earning the money to get married, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. At first, it sounded like that was, like, her priority. 
and that was like in order of what she wanted out of life those were her priorities but then i reread it the wording made it sound like it was a checklist but she was actually going down and like marking off okay if i do this then i get the approval of, of my family check i make aspen happy check i'm earning some money check it's like a pros and cons list it took a little bit of the respect I had for America away when I thought of it like that. She kind of seems apathetic to me about it. Like, uh, yeah. It for me, I just saw in like the sense of like her most immediate problems she was addressing, and that made her feel like more secure in whatever was going on. Like, hey, this is good. We're handling it. You know, I'm gonna make Aspen happy. I'm gonna get my family off my back again. Gonna get some money, which I haven't had yet. Um, start doing my own solo shows. It was logical. Uh, yeah, it was logical. In, instead yeah. of the emotion that we've seen in the last couple chapters where she's like giddy and can't speak or mm -hmm. da, da, da. but why wouldn't her choice to do this election be logical she doesn't want to do it well because this so that's how she's justifying doing it yeah but the the timing that this came is very peculiar then because it's as soon as she was given money that this came she had already decided to do the selection and she had been sleeping on that decision but then she just decided to get money and then these thoughts came to her i think it's one of those things that it was in the moment, or I, I think there were things that had been on, I liked the checklist idea that had been on her checklist for a while. So maybe it was something where she was like, she already knew she was going to be doing a selection, that's fine, she's making Aspen happy, that's a check. She's doing a selection. But also now that she's making money, she was like, oh, now I can check off these other things that were on my shoulders. The fact that I can't get married to Aspen, and the fact that my parents are on me. No, it is a little weird that she's of logical at this point because she obviously was not logical early earlier in the book where she was just kind of i don't wanna i mean she kind of like seemed to me at least in the beginning like almost entitled she was like i won't put my name in because she knew she'd get selected like that, that's instead of just being like yeah the odds are one in a million i'll do it to get my mom off my back it's whatever and like that just it's like when we buy like a scratch off lottery ticket we don't expect to win but it's just to get the ticket for her she was like no and like that was there was a line in the sand for her because she was like this is she it was like I felt like she almost expected to get it. Wait, I thought it made a specific note of her discovering that it wasn't wasn't random. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, but she was like, if I enter my name and I get it, then everything's gonna be horrible. Yeah. Instead of being like, if I enter and I get it, I get free food and a bunch of money for my family. And then I so she's logical now, which that is an interesting turn. And even if this is logic now, my biggest issue that I have with this is that her main priority in the previous chapters was to get married. It now no longer is. That is the third in a list of three. Now that she has money, there almost seems like there is a reluctance in that speech that she, in that dialogue, almost a reluctance to get married or a reluctance to actually become a six now that she has the freedom to earn her own money as a five. She's no longer truly dependent. Yes. Here's a question that I have. Um, say she was to marry Aspen. Is she no longer allowed to sing? She would drop down to so, a sixes job class and their type of work. So, so she would not sing. So like indoor servitude labor kind of thing. So yeah, she, she'd be taking a pretty major <laughs> income hit and just like skill set. Hey, it just yeah, that's interesting because that's kind of... Her passion, like, she she actually, does, she does mention she's good at singing. She thinks she's good at singing. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where she also has to lose that. 
My biggest thing, if she seems at all inconsistent, she's 16. <clears throat> That's true. She doesn't know what's happening. I think you're allowed to feel different emotions at different times. Yes, but at the same time, as much as that the like, biology, hormones, and, and age play a big part in that, in this society where people are expected to grow up fast and to get a job by 10 or 11... There's a, there's a certain level of maturity that's almost almost expected of someone of her age. Yeah, that's very sexist of you, Lauren. Are you <laughs> saying all young girls are emotionally unstable? Well, SMH my head. America just strikes me as the biggest romantic. Uh, and I think that, that that's foiled against Aspen a lot, because Aspen has a very clear mind of like his cast mm-hmm. and his job. And that we'll, get, we'll get into that later with um, the whole breakup bit, and like uh, who's a provider and who isn't. But, like, America didn't really seem, at least that I've seen these first five chapters, to have really any sense of that. Like, she knew it in, a, in an academic sense, but wouldn't actually, like, apply it to, like, daily life. As far as, like, what it actually needs to be a five going down to a six when, you know, her sister married up and became a four and all these other things. She just kind of like, I like Aspen. I love Aspen. Aspen's what I want. Versus, like, she's like, things will change. But she never actually gets into how they will change and how she needs to be ready and prepped and all these other things. So I don't know. She just strikes me as like really, like a very emotionally driven person, and there there just seemed to be like this kind of huge lack of like logic in a lot of what she's done up until this checklist bit where she's like, "Wow, look at all the things I achieved with signing my name." It's almost kind of like she feels like she can fix everything that she thinks is wrong. With the people that are around her. With the power of friendship and love. Yeah, so she's like, oh, my parents are happy now. They're great. I can make Aspen happy because I did the thing. I can, like, fix them so that then he can be with me. She's, like, trying to bring him up when in reality she's going to have to go down to his level. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't have an option. I also feel like just given the the cultural, like, setting, the little that we've seen, there'd be a huge stigma against her afterwards for basically throwing away her privilege to go down. I feel like she wouldn't really be accepted by the fives or the sixes anymore. Because it's like, you're not really one of us. Like, you you didn't know what you were getting into, da-da-da. Versus, like, the fives who are like, oh, you think, like, you're so good that you can just go down there. Like, you're all above us because you can just throw it all away. Yeah, the sixes are going to think she's entitled because of how she grew up. And then the fives are going to... Kind of just disown her because they feel like she rejected the best they could do. I don't know. I think that's kind of playing down the divides between the casts a little bit because the way the cast have been described is that there's a definite strong divide between fours and fives and sixes, or yeah, fours and fives and sixes and sevens. So fives and sixes are kind of grouped in that, not at the bottom, Mm -hmm. but very close to it, yet they have each other's backs. Yeah. They do live, they live right next to each other. Yes. And they've been friends, like they're family friends. So I think that's that's playing down a little bit of the relationship between those two low casts. Mm. I feel like the divide... I feel like that would happen if someone was going from a 6 to a 7. Mm. Just because or that divide is a little bigger. Five. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Because, yeah, because then it would be 5s and 6s are together, the 3s and 4s are probably pretty close, and then the 2s are probably kind of on their own, and it's the 1s. Mm-hmm. They're just... Going to a different part of when she's filling out the application, back to what I said about the history, because I picked up on this, of course. She says, um, 
I was pleased to write I could speak three languages, most could speak at least two, but my mother insisted we learn French and Spanish since those languages were still used in parts of the country. So this makes me think that when this sort of world revolution happened, whatever went on, that the U.S. kind of engulfed Canada and also Mexico, Good. or that they're in all like one big conglomerate country, because Canada, obviously, some most of Canada speaks French, and then um, Mexico speaks Spanish, so. Whether or not those nation lines extended, there's definitely a cultural extension. Yeah, or there's been more, like, immigration, Fluidity. whatever, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fluidness. And obviously, like, it's not normal for people now to know more than one language. So she says most people know at least two. But that's what got me, though, because she was like, I'm special because, you know, I know three languages. Like, I'm, I'm proud to write that down. But then in, like, the line before, she said, just about everyone speaks at least two. So it was yeah. like, well, by putting at least two instead of at most two, I feel like it just undermined her own accomplishment. It was like, that... That one I don't think is, like, on an America thing, but more of a cure cast, where it's like, everyone generally speaks at least two, but I can speak three, which is special. But it's like, also at least two. Yeah, you have not changed anything. Um, At least that's how I saw it, so I was like, come on, Kira, like, you can do it, you got this. Yeah, I think she did that to add in a French and Spanish to, like, flavor in part of what happened in the revolution. But obviously I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't really know. That's just my, my theory, is that they've kind of all been melded together in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. At least culturally. Yeah, culturally, if not by land mass. Well, it's not like land mass is separated. <laughs> <laughs> we missed that. Uh, maybe, maybe, we don't, we, we don't we, I know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Fair. Okay. You ever heard of Pangea? Um, I had a question about how far does this selection extend? Is this a countrywide thing? Is this just one state doing its own thing? It's the whole, okay. whole nation. The nation of Aaliyah. So the nation of Aaliyah is encompassing what we know of as the country of the United States. Within that nation, there are 35 provinces. And each province puts forth a candidate for the selection. Okay. So it is a nationwide Lottery. Lottery. But throughout all of Carolina, she was the one again. Okay. She did mention, um, she wanted to put on her khaki shorts and her green shirt. (laughs) And said she felt kind of pretty. Because I think she was excited about getting money to marry Aspen, but kind of morphed itself into her. It's the first time we've ever heard her say anything really positive about herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Or about her looks. I was like, I think something that's not even just positive. It's really the first time you see her talk about herself at all. Like, especially in the first two chapters, yeah. there was bare bones. Like, we, we were just trying to scrape for what her name was. Um, and now she's like, ah, I'm looking all right today, like in a good mood. And so I think that's that 16-year-old coming out of her a little bit. Um, where it was just a little, like, from one day to the other, like, she didn't think about herself at all. And now she's like, I want to look nice for the sake of looking nice. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, because you have the book out, but... I- I, I believe that was given almost as like a backhanded compliment to herself. Either the line before she said something like, I typically don't look good, but today I felt like I looked good. Because um, while I read that, I still read it as if, oh, yep, she still does not have that confidence. She was talking about, she was talking a lot about what her options to wear were. Mostly beige, brown, and green with a few nicer dresses for when she would like go out and perform. Um, and that the upper cast sometimes wore khaki and denim, but it was more as a fashion choice 
mm-hmm. and not as like a necessity. Appropriating culture. Said, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then she said she put on her khaki shorts, the most exciting day clothes I owned, and looked at myself before going into the living room. I felt kind of pretty today. I think that's what it was, is when she's wearing the most exciting clothes, like day clothes that she has, and when she puts on the most amount of makeup that she feels comfortable doing when she's not working, she feels kind of pretty. Yeah, she did say kind of pretty today. But still, that's a step away Step from up from where we I'm were. I'm not pretty at all. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're gorgeous. I love the world building. You know, it's really a dystopia when someone thinks that khakis are the best thing. Like, they feel really pretty wearing khakis. <laughs> or khaki shorts. Yeah. I feel pretty in khakis, but... I like to think they're, they're like cargo khakis, too. So many pockets. Yes. She keeps her pocket sand. <laughs> Um, moving forward a little bit to the actual application in the post office itself, or the province, city hall, wherever that was. I'm going to call it the post office. That's kind of what oh, wait, I described Before we get there, I want to make a quick note. Um, she asked her dad what would happen if she married a six or a seven. And it was like kind yes. of a cute conversation. Because he was saying, if you... It, it was cute, but real. Because... It reminded me of, like, if you've seen The Bachelor, I'm talking to Sarah mostly, when Colton goes to talk to Cassie's dad, and he was like, you guys just really haven't had enough time. I do not give you my blessing to marry. It was like, that's real. He actually cares. That's the the feeling I was getting. Because he said that if America really loves an eight, she can marry an eight, but that the stress of life can make most marriages kind of dissolve. And so you have to think about that, like, that love may not be there if he can't feed your kids which was also kind of foreshadowing for what was all right do you think he was also making a small commentary on his own marriage because he and his wife have not seemed to be on the same wavelength at any given point and so like the dude is silent speaks rarely some for some reason uh, america's favorite parent while the mom is like as in your face as a git and he's like the first thing he says like marry for love yeah that's great and i want you to be happy but just know that times change and life gets hard. Yeah. And when you're faced with all this and then supporting your children, it's a very different game. I don't know. To me, I was like, he's definitely like yeah. dealing That's with his own I marital mean. issues. Because uh, America also says something about her being can't not being able to remember the last time her mom was that affectionate to her dad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, her mom also was affectionate to her dad. So yeah, they're happy. It seems more like it's it's yeah. just. A tough time rather yeah. than they don't I mean, like each other anymore. Like that her mom's hair has like gotten white in the last few years. Like mm-hmm. it just seems like it's a hard time for everyone. I think it's just a hard life. A hard knock life. They definitely for sigh them. when they get out of chairs. For them. Yeah. yeah. For them. <laughs> when they sit into chairs they sigh. Yeah. Just a big <sighs> It's, it's good, tough, man. Just a constant oof. Especially when you're poor like that, and then your, your couches and your chairs, they start to sag, and you can't, you can't get anything else to replace them. You just sink right in. The real tragedy. Okay, we can move on to the post. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. Actually, jumping off that, um, I don't know how I picked up on this. I was, I was, impre- I was impressed with myself here. Just Wait, toot my own horn, horn, right? Toot my own horn. <laughs> But, um, well done. We applaud the mouths. Can that be her, like, we stand? We stand the mouth trumpets. 
Um, I noticed that every male character that we've seen today has shown reluctance in everything they've done. They have not shown really any positive attitude toward anything. And it's only the females who are actually bringing positive energy to the plot. Aspen doesn't want to marry America because he's going to bring her down. As much as he loves her, he's hesitant. He doesn't want to do that. Jared doesn't want to learn art. He just wants to... Be a kid. Play ball. Be a kid. Well, he reminds me... reading his name was Garrett. Wait, what's oh, his name? Jared. You gotta, you gotta have that fun, <laughs> quirky, young adult fiction spelling names. <laughs> um, Definitely think I was reading as like Gerard. Or Gerard. Gerard. Well, there we go. There it is. I Gerard. Like Gerard the most. He reminds me of uh, the brother in Divergent, though, who has like the science books tucked away. Mm. Like uh, that's who he reminds me of. Yeah. And he has this general reluctance for the life that he was born in. Jared, then is it Javril or Gavril? I pronounce it Gavril. Okay. I called him Gavel the entire <laughs> time. Gavril. <laughs> well, like a courtroom Gavel. Oh god. But then even America's dad. Does he have a name? Um, like a real one? Dad. Right. Poppy. So, I don't think we, he does have a name. I don't think so. Not yet. Right. Do, we, do we know her mom's name? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Aspen's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magda. Who? Magda. I love all I of mean, these names. In a world where the main character's name is America. I know. I, I, I have expected had to stop. <laughs> I have expected her siblings to be you know, Asia and Africa. <laughs> Those are continents. <laughs> well, I mean, America, that's the most America yeah, thing he could have said. Okay, let's say Kanye West. Over here, this is what? America as a nation. No, that's the United States of America. That's a country. Oh, oh. you know I'm right. Be careful, I'm she's getting angry because I'm looking up nations versus There's a part of me that like she's really wanted there to again. be some kind of like greater allegory at some so point to be like America, angry. like reflecting like America the country. Um, did you way. listen to the last podcast? I, I, I pulled a lot of symbolism about the name America. Oh, great. I haven't in the book so far, so I was like, I really? feel like that might have been a little too much to hope for. Well, a quick synopsis that I found. Um, she's, first of all, okay, I, I'll mention this because it's in this chapter. She says she loves the national anthem. I laughed yeah. out loud. Yeah, yeah. I went, <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> but <It's> a nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> um, but she's kind of, she was reluctant to go into this big monarchical society and she wanted to fight against it and do her own thing and marry a guy even though she's not supposed to marry him and she's obviously supposed to be a princess and go be with the prince and she was like kind of going against that whole system as America did against the monarchy. Okay. A quick and dirty. Yeah. I think it gets a little bit more into that allegory as we get into the selection process. Um. But I guess we'll see if you can catch it. If you're waiting for symbolism, it's coming. Okay. 
so I was just like, man, with a name like America, like you went for it. Like that is as heavy handed as you can get. That's so strong. wait, what did we decide? The mom's name was Magna. Magda. Magda. Magda was like, this one's gonna be a protagonist. We are giving her <laughs> yes. a pro- if her brother's name Jared, and like we've got May, Coda, Kenna. We're breaking the scheme. America. This America. Mer- Mer- I think is it Mer. They or? call her Ames at one point. Call her Ames, Ames and Mare. Mare. Ames and Mare, yeah. Mer. Ames and Mare, yeah. Mare. Ames, America. Like, America but, singer. I'll make her a singer. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> Kira Cass with her giant, she's like doing a giant, like a whole wall of equation, and it gets to the end, and she's like, America singer. Drops the singer. <laughs> drops her expo marker. Leaves the room. <laughs> circles it one time. <laughs> The whole thing's in black, she circles it in red. <laughs> Give me that Pulitzer. <laughs> and the Nobel Peace Prize goes to... <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that uh, Kira Cass sticks to the rigidity of the actual monarchy and the politics of the time, even in the small details, like in the line at the um, application office. Whenever she picks out uh, random people and like points out, describes the the random passerbyers, mm-hmm. even in the order of the line, they are ordered uh, in castes highest to lowest. Are they? Uh, the ledgers are behind the singers, and then whenever they talk about the sevens, they're looking behind the ledgers and the sevens in their workday clothes. Then they said, even ahead of us, there's a woman with cleavage that a whole city could drown in. Yeah, that must be a to two. The world and- so the twos are ahead of the fives, which are ahead of the sixes, which are ahead of the sevens. So even in something as simple as that line, she still has that rigid symbolism of the caste system. On the subject that this makes a great audio. There was a girl in my class today who was wearing a shirt that said the No Bra Club, and we had to go up and give presentations, and it was just kind of strange. Was she wearing a bra? Oh, Is she a hypocrite? I feel like that would be a very ironic t-shirt, but in the opposite direction that most ironic t-shirts go. (laughs) Fair. Um, anywho. That was fun. Getting Uh, away from t-shirts about bras. (laughs) Anything else we need or want to talk about before we move on? Are we moving on to, like, them being in line? Like we kind of covered that. Yeah. There, there wasn't a whole lot to say. Yeah. Um, they're, in, oh, um, they're in line. The fact that it should not have been a surprise that this is not random. Yeah. Aspen's mother mentions that Aspen seems really happy and he might be talking to a girl. Saving money. Uh, yeah. And so America just like fangirls for the, the entirety of the line until she yeah. gets to the front. And she gets to the front, takes a picture, and she's still smiling because she's thinking about Aspen. And yeah. And then scene, curtain. Bow. Bows, yeah. applause, standing ovation, encore. Second. To which Second. we get to ovation. the Aaliyah Capital Report, which is the first we hear of this yes. big thing. Yes, finally get to see the monarchs. Only took five chapters? Four chapters. Four chapters. Four chapters. Yeah. It's not too bad, actually. Um, now, what I found fun about this is that the people who have all the power in the country don't say anything. The king has two sentences of dialogue where he's talking about a war. So we know now that Ilya is currently in an active war 
Um, New Asia, right? New Asia is who New they're Asia. fighting with. Yes. I think America commented like they wouldn't survive another invasion. Like mm-hmm. they're too they're too young. They're a young mm-hmm. country, also, so it was very important to be like on the offensive. Yeah, unfortunately, we were a young country that had to protect itself against everyone. It also mentions like World War Four or something. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been touched since the fourth world. And people war. are still wearing khakis, so mm-hmm. it really shows. It's, a it's, an, it's an enduring part of our culture. What else are you going to keep your magazines in without your pockets and pockets How on your khakis? How are you going to hold all of your belongings when you're moving away from your war zone? You have to move out. It's a war zone. God, How are you going to pack all your things? Knapsacks just carpets. don't do. They don't. Drawstring bags. <laughs> Kiss those goodbye. Gone on the explosions. They were targeted first. <laughs> <laughs> we must take down their carrying capabilities. Target the naps. The if, you, if you've ever played a video game where carrying capacity matters, you know that is the most important thing you could ever have in your a character. Is your backpack and how much stuff you can just carry Why don't at you all times. Put them all in your cargo pants. No, oh, sir, sir. Oh God. Oh God. They have cargo pants. This plan is over. <laughs> What we could be in have, all the pockets? We do not have enough cargo pants to survive the next invasion. <laughs> With massive production. What's in your go bag? Number one, cargo pants. <laughs> Switch to get them. Switch to get them. the cargo pants. <laughs> Small and cargo pants. <laughs> pockets in pockets, on pockets. Pockets on pockets. Oh, pockets useless if you just fill them with more pockets. <laughs> no, no, the space compounds. You get more, wow, it's more like the per TARDIS. Pack. You think the oh, TARDIS God. is just filled with cargo pants? Actually, the yeah. TARDIS is a cargo pants. <laughs> I'm calling cargo any pants, room like. a cargo pants from now on. I think any buildings are cargo pants, and then every room's its own oh, pocket. This is like yeah. a classic, like, everything's a sandwich argument. Yes. Everything's a cargo pants. No, 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 no. Uh, if, oh, you've seen the, if you've seen the new Lucid Chart ad, a hot dog is not a sandwich, it's a taco. It, it has starch taco. on three sides. That makes it's sense, terrible. actually. Right? Sub sandwiches are also I like to think that sandwiches are a spectrum, personally. A spectrum? Yeah. It's fluid. It's fluid. Yeah, it's, there's no binary. Oh, we are also not sponsored by Lucid Chart. Just, <laughs> just every, to know. Every time, we'll just casually drop something that they can sponsor us. Squarespace. <laughs> Audible.com. You could read the selection. Louis? Probably. Oh, it's not the best thing for Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> no, you have to share. Oh, God. Uh, it was on iFunny. It was Gillette has an ad that like publicly shames men for oh, yeah. watching porn or something, but then Dollar Shave Club has an ad on Pornhub that's like, it talks about like uh, Dollar Shave Club for so many dollars, yada yada yada. But this is also just a link in case someone walks in on you. <laughs> and so if you click it, it just takes you to Dollar Shave Club site. What a Look bro. At, yeah, looking out and for the bros out there. And then you're just jacking off to Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> 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 and you just get a really weird association. It's like, when they, when they deliver your Dollar Shave, you just get a massive bonus. <laughs> what a marketing scheme. What's new? <laughs> Man, that is some thought policing. Dollar Shave playing the longest game. <laughs> the longest yard. <laughs> Dollar Shave's Club Boner. <laughs> <laughs> <Their> boner Collection. <laughs> the Magnum. Oh, they've come out with condoms now. Oh, it's so important. Oh, do we you. have anything else that we want to talk about? <laughs> In <laughs> the whole book? <laughs> no, the report. <laughs> we oh, the report. I, I, don't, like, getting into I don't like Gavel. <laughs> yeah. 
I really just Gal, don't Gal, like Gal. it. Okay, okay, okay. Big, big discernment here. Remy reads Gavril as if he is Chris Harrison. I do. I, I read Harrison. him. I read him as if he is the announcer from Hunger Games. That's how I see him. I was like, it's a yeah. carbon copy. I just see him with the blue hair and everything. Yeah. yeah. Chris Harrison's too... Perfect. Resolved. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Gavril's too bubbly. Yeah. Well, Chris Harrison can be kind of spicy. He can you be kind of close, but that's just off camera when he's wearing his his quarter zip and and a cardigan. <laughs> and he's like, "Where the fuck is Colton?" <laughs> Get the band. He jumped the fucking fence. I also said, I also love how he said, "Like it's the middle of the night," but it was like nine thirty. It's like eleven. Yeah, it was like eleven. My favorite yeah. part of that whole scene is, is he when still they a virgin, him, like a horse. <laughs> they what? whistled. They. they there was like, there's a they, dog like, barking whistled, and they're No, no, one more time. One more. <laughs> she went. Fucking <laughs> owl. Someone whistle for me. Instead of whistling, you just scream. Colton. Ah, Colton. <laughs> oh God, that would have made it so much better. Here, boy. Here, boy. Oh, oh, oh. It really helped Max and Dustin. Like, oh shit. My owner! Chris, I'm so sorry that I missed you. <laughs> I got he lost. He running back on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a squirrel. <laughs> okay, Gavel. Okay, Gavel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that he's very much like the Hunger Games announcer, but that might just be because I'm reading this whole thing as a very strong Hunger Games maybe he's, correlation. <laughs> maybe he's like a cross between... That guy from Hunger Games and, like, Ryan Seacrest. Like, their secret love child. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. like, not quite as terrible as the Hunger Games guy. Yeah, the Hunger Games guy was, like, things, like not quite as sinister. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you can't be Okay. Hunger scary. Games guy meets Chris Harrison like meets Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Snackish, peckish games, not the Hunger Games. <laughs> the peckish games? <laughs> Peckish game. Because when you're not hung, fully hungry, you're peckish. No, 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 no. That sounds like Josh Peck's Netflix series, The Peckish Games. That's what that is. We gotta copyright that now. How are we gonna copyright Josh Peck? <laughs> Josh Peck, if you're listening, DM me right now. I hate to tell you, but you are being forced to star in your own TV show. So this is the review of the Peckish Games. The Crumbly Games. We will now look at all the different snacks. There are 35 new snacks. Okay, do we want to talk about how sex is illegal or can we just move on? Where is that? It's when they're in the in the In the bed. No, she's not in the bed. Okay, okay, okay. They Ilya, have sex and they yeah, can't. Ilya report it. happens, end of chapter four. She goes to bed and Aspen's out her window mm. like a creep. The creep he fucking is. It really it's is. It's not a creep when they've been dating for two years. <laughs> Even the people who love this book roast it, so. It's roastable. It is roastable, it's yet so we go back and read it again. <laughs> That's fair. And here we are. It's like reality television. We're like, Tristan, I just... That's fair. Oh, man. Oh! <laughs> We'd be throwing... There'd be evidence. We'd be thrown in jail. There was, if, oh, and there was evidence. 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 
They bring a black light in. <laughs> well, okay, that's just the thing. must every teenager's room. Blood, semen, or urine. <laughs> They'd have to be, like, outed by their own family. <laughs> like, we know that they, the, it doesn't seem like the government cares enough do to actually Do you think her mom check. would do that? I don't think her dad would, obviously. I don't think her dad, I don't think her mom would either. Her mom would be like, we're fixing this right now, and yeah. we're kicking him out. You're never going to see him again, mm-hmm. but we're going to get this yeah. under the rug. Like... I don't know. Also, like, strict parents make sneaky kids. The I don't believe that they haven't been banging. Like, I know it, canically they haven't, but, like... In your mind. In my mind, like, it is, it's very clear. Well, in my it mind, is... she's also, like, 20. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's why it seems like she's so immature, because she's actually 16. Mm-hmm. We're just but... bringing her up to, like, near our Okay, age. but there was actually, like, plans to make like, it a movie. she's, like, talking about marriage and stuff like that. And they were all gonna be, like, 20. That's, um, how, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works when you can't have sex. Prince Maxim was also supposed to be, like, a man whore. Because she said waiting is torture, so that's why they want to get married so young. And that's why you tell your kids that they should have sex now. Because then, they won't be like, I want to get not married not torture! <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Like, I'm so psychology. The realest so, parent out here. here. This is the sense I was looking for earlier. The... Cover my mouth, effectively silencing my gasps. Like, Jesus. Okay, taken out of context. That was just like serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) It was a stolen moment. Yeah, he's murdering her. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, Aspen is Ted Bundy. (laughs) I can get behind that. I mean, I feel like their descriptions are actually kind of similar. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That changes how I see him a lot, actually. Wow. Hmm. And so I obey. I know, like, okay, when when so she's bad. writing those chapters or like those portions, reminds me of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, mm-hmm. like just the first one. Remy hasn't read Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, sure. take those and extend them into a whole book. It, it just gets way. like more and more in Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. but this is just years, like Well, I think we've covered the sex being illegal thing. Um, I love how we haven't touched on the whole breakup bit yet. Well, we're getting to it. That's the nice thing. Breakup. It happens happens after they try to have sex. They're terrible. They're terrible. Spoiler! What? We spoil everything. They have worse sex. They have sex later? (gasps) Oh, we spoil it in the beginning when we do our 30 seconds. If you're reading a lot of chapters while we're talking, okay. you've made a mistake. It's yeah. called Camity. Perfect golden Camity. So the breakup. Yeah. Anything on that? I'm on uh, Aspen's side for this one. I understand where he's coming from. Uh, no, I'm on I don't side. think I'm on his side. I think he took it a little too far. Like, yeah, she made him a really nice dinner. Doesn't mean you got a dumper for it. Like, it was one time. Yeah, I think it was a culmination of a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it required him being like, we're over. It makes the him being so happy earlier, at least I'm talking about him being so happy, suspicious. Exactly. It is suspicious. Maybe he's met someone else. (gasps) And he's using Someone more stable, hopefully. More stable than America? You take that back, (laughs) sir.
Um, excuse me, I don't know what you're talking about with America, because a nation is not the same as a country. A nation is a group of people with a similar okay, culture. Okay, that's enough. We're done. I just looked it up. <laughs> Regardless. Also, if he knew she was getting more money, does he really need to feel that bad that she cooked him some stuff? Which I, I think no, but he's upset because it's now her money. Whereas when she did bring him food, it was her leftovers that her parents made that she was kind of like sneaking away. But this was she finally is free making her own money. Well, she actually did make those dinners. I wonder if he knew. I, wonder if I don't he think so. That she was making the dinners because she's been making him food forever. And he's like, oh, it's your leftovers. So obviously her trick of eating a bite and then having an entire plate of food. I don't think it was ever, like, oh. a full plate, but, like, yeah. Oh, it's food your your little siblings could have had to, strong, to grow into strong young men and women? I'll eat it. Oh, it's food you bought just for me? No, thank you. Artists don't need to be strong. They need to be creative. Ever heard of a starving artist? Never heard of That's a sculptor? That's how you get it. Sculptors with their massive manly hands? What I want to know, right, in, in the cast system... Would they be, like, a lot of be writers as well? Is that one of the art forms that they can, like, pursue? Like, poetry? I believe that's with teachers. Is writing really an art, or is it more of a craft? Okay, you take that back. <laughs> no, nothing bad. The crafts no, no. are just fine as well. But is it an art, or is it a craft? Writing is an art. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on Aspen's side with this. At least given what we know about him. He's been basically the sole provider for his entire household for, like, the last three years. And everything like that he's expecting, like or he, if he has it really in his head that America's going to be his wife, he's like, I'm going to have to be the provider for her as well. And here, right out of the gate, he he can't like she's the one providing for him hand over fist, and that like flies in the face of his whole masculinity thing. Um, and he just he can't is, cope. Like he I is get named he... after a tree. He needs to be stable and he needs to provide. Trees mm -hmm. provide um, fruits sometimes. Yeah. So Aspen? my girl Kiera, right, right in there with the. She's in there with the name symbolism. With the symbolically. 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 One more time phonetically. Symbolically. Perfect. Yeah, I feel like this whole thing is just like, well, this is very convenient. Uh, right before she gets selected, that she doesn't yeah. have this uh, emotional attachment anymore. It's just, I mean, she still does, but it's like, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I was expecting more from it. Like I a break, I was expecting more, but then yeah, it just, just kind of left. went on. Yeah. yeah. And I expected there to be a little bit more of her being upset, but there was just like a page. Yeah. It's, uh, not, it's like, a, like a paragraph. Yeah. For that one, like, with... America is like we've kind of come to know her this like last chapter notwithstanding I really expected her just to like follow him down be like you're not leaving yeah like, like yelling th this is two years she had already mentioned that like yeah we're being too loud but she just didn't care mm -hmm. um she was getting emotional but then like as soon as she's gone she was like I, I couldn't even like shout his name because of the laws be like well don't shout his name but follow him down like, force him into this conversation. That's the America that I was starting to expect after the first few chapters. Yeah, it's weird because there's two pages of, two, almost three pages of them fighting, and then she says, I started crying. So he had said he was going to break up with her for, like, three pages worth of conversation, and then she was like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It was weird. 
Just like that, too. It was a weird dynamic. I don't... I think Kira didn't want us to be super attached to this relationship. If... I mean... I don't know. I mean, this is still the introduction of the book. She hasn't even been selected yet. Exactly, so yeah. Cass is trying to push it along, which, it, which I think is why there is... It's not as enjoyable because this isn't what the book's supposed to be about. We haven't even gotten into the meat of the yeah. series yet. Yeah, it really makes it just kind of seem like a throwaway. Um, it's like away. exposition. So it's like, oh, wow, we've, we've had this relationship for a long time. And then it happens to end. Well, anything else on the paragraph of breaking up? Tristan now gargoyle. You broke a chair last time. Uh, after you broke it. Fair point. You look like an eagle ready to take flight. He's about to pounce on this breakup topic. Let's let's get your best take. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, well said. <laughs> the second Ilya report that we see two weeks later. Gavel. Gavel. Gavriel. Gavriel. So we actually get to see the influence of the monarchy a little bit. Um, how even eights the kind of homeless population finds churches, finds community centers to actually watch the report every Friday. Um, it says it's like pseudo required, right? Yeah, there's there's this unspoken. Um, oh, what is it called? Rule? No, um, no, it's like <laughs> That's the rest like of the voting is a civic duty. Yeah, there's no. There's a, it I'm is. looking for another you word. It's vote. just gone. No, it is, but it's like, it's a responsibility that's not necessary, but expected. Expected. Being voluntold. I feel like it starts with an I. Involuntarily told. What? I'm making up words now. Irrigation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what you're. I don't know what I'm talking do. about. I don't know. Iguana. Yeah. We'll rewind. I don't know. Eh. It's you gone described now. it well enough that I know what you yeah. mean. Civic duty's good enough. Um, this was also less climactic than I thought it was going to be. They kind of came, they're like, Gavril's here. He's, I love that they call him the master of events. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah, okay. So close um, to saying ceremonies, but she had to switch it up to give it that little flavor. Yeah, some, some flavoring. Way to go, Kira. And then they're pretty much like, we're going to announce your dudes. And then they started announcing the dudes. And then it was, that was it. Dudettes. When, yeah. when did Maxon speak? Maxon spoke at the first at the uh, chapter three, uh, the first daily report chapter four, I guess. Yeah. The way she writes him seems like he's like a prisoner, as it's like he looks over. No, oh, yeah. For for, uh, for approval, approval after the interview. It's, yeah. It's like the real son died, and they've enslaved this boy to. No, yeah, he's definitely this kind of. He's not. He doesn't seem independent. Um, He seems very much like he's stuck. How old is he? He's supposed to be eighteen. He's eighteen. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got insecure vibes off of him. Yes. Um, Both both times reading it through. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it's gonna go with like the dates and him meeting people when he seems so freaking awkward. Do you think he chews with his mouth open? You think he's oh. a virgin? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You think we're going to hear about it 40 times? Yeah. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> no, no, please. K. 
keep walking past the mic. <laughs> I am so stealthy. Um, no, I, I, yeah, America selected, and it wasn't very climactic. And she was excited? I feel like that's a good... She was the third one. Um, her family was excited. Then the phone started ringing. And it never and stopped. That was it. We, we didn't even... <laughs> Stop we didn't even get to see uh, Maxon's reaction to her. Oh, we didn't. No. That's no. what I wanted. I'm I wanted him to be like, oh, she's hot. I'm assuming that'll be important because it made a eh. point of saying, okay, never mind. Oh, <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, we'll get it in the next couple chapters when they actually get to the castle. Um, again, it wasn't that big. Did anyone get anything from it? I was honestly, like, the most surprising part of all this was that there was popcorn to be spilled. Because that struck me as a luxury I just didn't attribute them having. So, I thought of that too, but then I remembered that... <laughs> You're like, I was like you, but then I got better. <laughs> no, yeah, um, they spilled all this popcorn and they're fives, they shouldn't be doing that. But then I remembered, America's getting paid now. Like, I mean, she's oh, now... having popcorn. Like... Well, yeah, but they have, uh, it, 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 Cass went out of her way to say that the Capitol Report is an event every yeah, week. It's, like it's something that the nation thing. comes together for. And while they might not have popcorn every night, I imagine they'll have ice cream once a month. They'll have popcorn once a month. I gotta say, if, the, I see the report personally as like the equivalent of like C-SPAN. Uh, where it's like, this is how the war is going. I was thinking of it as more of, like, the center of the union. Mm-hmm. But, like, weekly, I was just like, that's not something, like, I sit down and get my popcorn. Right. Like, I, I guess they really just starve for real entertainment well, if as entertainers. Freaking, if your state of the union had the Bachelor contestants on it, maybe you would. Once every, like, 40 generations, or every generation, but still. Yeah, that's an exciting event. It's like the Olympics. You know, like, when the Olympics play, it's on in every house the whole time. Yeah. You know? Like, you're watching... Even the luge. Yeah, you're, like, watching sports Especially you didn't even know you cared about. <laughs> There's, like, curling happening, and you're like, Woo! We have like, it on the TV, on the on a tablet, on a computer. We don't even watch sports in my house, and the Olympics is on, like, 20 screens. Yeah, people care about the Olympics. I think it's probably something like that. Yeah. A similar kind of thing. Well, all that popcorn went to waste. It did. But they'll have tons. They'll have an endless supply of popcorn. you never eaten floor corn? Floor corn? I've eaten floor I'm corn. not an animal. I've definitely eaten floor corn. That's what I call <laughs> wasteful. You privileged too. You're right. You're such a tube. Yeah, You're such world, a cargo pant. This that world, is a compliment. This world brings a whole new meaning to the... Are you from Tennessee? Because you're only 10, I see. And then you're like, how dare you? I would say Aspen might be a 6, but to her, he's a 10. (laughs) (laughs) There's gotta be, like, the whole thing that is The Bachelor, like, there's gotta be a joke about that. Like, am I gonna be disappointed? You're gonna be graciously disappointed. (laughs) It's right there. I think Lauren's already there. I feel like Lauren wrote this, actually. Yeah. Lauren is Kira Cass. <gasps> we never learned her real Cascade, pseudonym. 2K19. Cascade. Cascade. <laughs> um, With that. Anything else? Any other questions? Yeah, we hit the end of chapter five. Yeah, chapter five. 
Um, we will jump into the next couple chapters in the next couple weeks. We'll see what's going on. But uh, Maybe with more frequency once we get in a rhythm. I think it'll be more enjoyable when we can actually read at a decent pace. Yeah. yeah. I know every, literally everyone here can sit down and read a book in a day. And I apologize. I cannot. I finished reading these chapters probably about two minutes and 37 seconds before we started. I'm not even sure about that. He just lets the mic run sometimes. I read everything in a half hour. Week. I told Let's you from chapter one. one. Oh, never yeah, mind, Lawrence. Strong. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I came awfully close to complimenting Lauren. Cool. <laughs> had to back up. <laughs> thanks for listening. We oh, appreciate God. it. Join us next week on the, the review. No, the so review. What is it? The underqualified and over opinion, or is it the other way around? It's underqualified. The underqualified and over opinionated review. Ta-da. We'll get a hold of this eventually, right? We'll do it. We'll get it. I'm hoping. Welcome to the review experience. I think oh. we just gotta get we right now. Can we get a sound? Can we add Tristan's mouth trumpet to the soundboard? <laughs> just anything. I want. I want a horn. Like I just want the um, Kahoot music just playing subtly in the background of everything. Or the me. No, this is our new musical intro. <laughs>